you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. If you're an actor and you've done a makeout scene or you've done a sex scene, you understand that like, even if somebody is like super hot, it's not like that when you're shooting. Yeah. It's like you have all these people watching I know, you. It's, so weird. it's, it's awkward. Like- Ooh, it's about to get juicy in here. Welcome back to TK's Juicy Pod. I'm here today with one of my besties, Christina Kirkman. Yeah, hello. <laughs> so, Christina, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? I know you're from Boston, so you've got a spunky, fun personality. I do, I do. And you're an actor, but you started off as a child. I did, yes. You want the whole Yeah, the whole I want shebang. the whole spiel. Okay, so I, yes, I'm from Boston. Had never acted as a kid. And then there was a competition on Nickelodeon. It was called Are You All That? Search for the Funniest Kid in America. And the winner would be on All That on Nickelodeon. And at the time, I didn't really know of the show. I only watched cartoons, mainly Spongebob. So yeah, I entered and... There was a couple of scripts. So they sent you based on your last name, you'd go online, they'd send you a script. So I had a couple of scripts that I would do a self tape, and then there was a couple impersonations. So I did Steve Irwin, SpongeBob, and then a breakdancing rapping DJ, which I still have questions about that one, but you know, whatever, it worked. (laughs) So was this Uh, something you like saw on TV and then you were like, Mom, Mom, can I do this? Yes. Or was Mom. No, no, no. So I saw it on TV. It was funny. At the time, like every, I was in the fifth grade, so everybody in school knew about this competition. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Yeah. So everybody was like, Christina, you should do it. I was an only child. So I had only child syndrome to like the max. Yeah. So like how I am now has, you know, I've always been like this, like just super bubbly and always trying to entertain. So. Okay. So we're going to pause the episode really quickly so I can talk about literally one of my favorite things on the planet, da 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 da, Anchor. So if you haven't heard about Anchor before, it's basically the easiest way to make a podcast period. Let me just explain to you what they have. First of all, it's free, which like nothing's free anymore. So I feel like that's already your number one winner. Second of all, there's like all these different creation tools on the platform where you can make your own podcast and like you can record and edit it right from your phone or your computer, which is like crazy because you don't need all this fancy equipment. And like I said, it's free. So you're saving money that way too. And then my personal favorite thing about Anchor and like the main reason why I use it is because Anchor will literally distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on all different platforms that like basically any podcast can be distributed. So it can be heard through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Google Podcasts, and many, many more. So all you do is submit your podcast link and they literally distribute it everywhere for you, which is incredible. And overall, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So it's super easy. I can't recommend it enough. I personally use this every week and I just love it so much. I recommend it to every one of my friends that wants to start a podcast. Even my brother uses it. So it's very user-friendly and I definitely recommend. So be sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So don't miss your opportunity to make an awesome podcast and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's get back into the episode. Hope you're enjoying it so far. Mwah. My friends kind of were like, oh, you should do it. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then I saw the competition with my dad and I was like the commercial. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to do it. And my dad, who's like the most support, my both my parents, but they're super supportive of anything I do. I'm very grateful for that. So my dad was like, all right. And like went downstairs, got the video camera. We pulled up the scripts and we did the self tape. And, you know, they they hosted in-person auditions in Los Angeles. So it was a lot of child actors that had gone. And like, here I am, this girl in Boston, Massachusetts. I've never acted before. Yeah. I'm just blindly sending this self-tape. And this is back in the day when you had to actually mail a VHS. Yeah. So yeah, I did that. And I mean, it was over 10,000 people auditioned. It blew up. The competition was really big. And then... After we submitted it, they would air on TV like top 50, top 10, top five. And I made it all the way to top five. And then top five, we flew to Los Angeles and we had to do a skit with a member of all that. And like Amanda Bynes was there and Jamie Lynn Spears. And like I had never left Boston. You had never left I, I had never. I think maybe I'd gone to Florida, like Disney yeah. as a kid. But it was just like here I was in like the heart of Hollywood meeting all of my idols, having never acted and like all of a sudden having to do like a live taping. It was like the most intimidating thing. So we did top five. And I just remember Amanda Bynes being on set because at the time she was dating Taryn Killam, who ended up going on to SNL. But at that time, Taryn Killam... I had done a sketch with him and he hosted the Are You All That competition and him and Amanda Bynes were dating at the time. So she was on set in the green room and... Did um, you know that she went to Fit'em while I was there? I did, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd like to see her in that. She graduated with me. Yeah. So weird. How was that? Very interesting. Yeah. she She's nothing like how I watched her. Like, right, right, right. And she was, when I say like out of 
I mean, I've met a lot of very kind people in the industry, but she was the kindest person I had ever met. That's so great. Um, I don't know her. I'm sure she's really nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, she obviously went through a lot and transitioned quite a bit, but she was like super supportive and, you know, she was very much, I remember her telling my parents when I decided that I wanted to go home and not act anymore. She told my parents like, if acting is what your daughter's meant to do and she loves it, like it'll always be here for her. She can always do it. Like let her go home and be a kid if that's what she wants to do. And my parents were like, you know, they didn't care what I did. But I actually found this last time or two times ago that I went back to Boston. My dad had taken all of our old VHSs and turned them to DVD. So I watched them all for the first time. And there is this clip. It's like my favorite clip that I have. I'm so thankful that I was able to watch it. But it is before we actually did our first sketch and I was so on set rehearsing. I won. Yes. The competition. Anticlimactic, I won. But it was before I did the first scene or the first sketch that ended up helping me win. And my parents were in the bleachers and Amanda Bynes was there and my dad was videotaping and Amanda Bynes was sitting in front of my dad. And I'm down there like running lines and she just turns to the camera and my dad's like, do you have anything to say to Christina? And she was just like, oh my God, Christina, we love you so much. You have so much energy. Like, you're so talented. I'm in awe. Like, just so many kind words that now I wa- I got, like, very emotional watching it. What? But yeah, my so God. she Wait, was... so how old was she when... I'm not sure how much older she was. I, I want to say maybe she was, like, 16, okay. 17. She was still really young. Yeah. And she was just such a sweetheart. I mean, like, such a sweet, Aww. sweet person. So, yeah. And so, long story long, I... um one and I had to drop out of school and, and quit gymnastics I ended up doing having a tutor on set okay. right because we had to have so have many to. hours yeah you have yeah. to but it was just like one second I was living in specifically Melrose Massachusetts and then all of a sudden I was like oh I'm living in California shooting a television show did your parents have to drop everything they were doing and move so my mom quit her job and my mom lived out here with me in LA, um, in LA. and my dad owned a business at the time so he stayed in Boston and he would come out and visit like several times a month. He would fly out and come visit. And my mom was here with me while we shot. Oh. Yeah. And it was just like everything changed. And at the time, I was a really competitive gymnast. and Same. Yeah. So I had to drop that. And I ended up trying to take up gymnastics again when I was out here with like some Russian Olympic coach. But it was so intense yeah. that it like deterred me from doing gymnastics. But yeah, it was just like everything happened super quickly. And then we won Best TV Show. Then we wrapped at season 10 and I had the opportunity to stay out here and continue to work. But at that time I was like, I was 12, almost 13. I was like, I just want to go home and like go to gymnastics and like be normal. You did. So I went home and I went to high school, went to college, never wanted to do acting again, never thought about it. And then it wasn't until I studied at Emerson. So it's a super liberal arts school. So they were like very supportive of what I had done. And I did my... I think senior year, first semester in Los Angeles. And that was the first time that I was like, I think I want to act again. Really? Um, So I went back home, finished my semester and came back out here and started from the bottom. That's crazy. Yeah. So did your parents have any acting or like entertainment background at all either? No. No. My dad can break dance and that's about it. And my mom, my mom's like super athletic and can pretty much, you know, do anything that she wants, which is annoying, but as far as like anything entertainment wise, no. And we're so disconnected. We were in Melrose Mass. Like nobody near us yeah. 
Got it. Did any sort of thing like that. Got it. One of my friends, actually, Uh a deal breaker for her is when a, like, a guy is, I don't know what the correct word is, but when the guy is from a family that has basically set him up to have the perfect thing. So it's like... That's interesting. I totally agree with that. I agree with that. I agree, too. And I mean, like... it's not a deal breaker, really, right. for me. It depends on how they handle it. But yes, completely. Yeah. But I think, like, living in L.A., I've met so many people who, like, have this amazing job, and I'm like, how? And then it's like, oh, their dad is, like, Steven right. Spielberg. Right, 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 <laughs> Or something. Right. And, like, I just, I have empathy for those who, because, like, I had to move out here right. by myself and, like, figure it out. Right. And, like, meet my own people and, like, network and whatever and, like, not know you know, right, yeah. <laughs> and all of his friends. So it's a really interesting hot take that she yeah. has. And so like, that's why I wanted to know if you had a background, like a family member that could just like set it up like that. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it definitely, it makes it that much more rewarding when you do have those little victories too. Cause you yeah. know, as, as defeated as you do get, especially with acting where it's just like so many no's when you do get that. Yes. It's like, well, I did this by um, myself. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, yeah. and and of course, I hate saying I did it by myself because I am fortunate in the sense that like I had very supportive parents. Yes. But same. as far as connections or like actually just like you don't have mommy or daddy pick up the phone and yes. like make a phone call for you. You yes. know what I mean? Like you have to do that. And that's a really yes. cool And no feeling. shade to people because like of course not. If, if my dad was Steven Spielberg, like <laughs> I'd milk the crap yeah, out of that. Exactly. And I think it, it, I think it has to do with how people handle it. Being in the industry, you meet people with all sorts of backgrounds and there is like there's something really cool about you know your, your family being in the industry that you want to do in the sense that like you learn a lot but there are you know you as long as you're not someone that's walking around super entitled you know yeah. because it's to no fault of their own if so so and so is in the industry but yeah. it, it definitely they have to handle it the right way for sure with some class you know completely I agree so when you moved back out here mm-hmm. how did you when you were like okay I want to decide to start acting again what does that mean like what did you, what was the first step well what I thought it meant and what it actually ended up being was completely different okay. which is a very humbling experience for me. So how old were you? Five months after I graduated college. Okay. So however old I, I, I was, I don't know, blackout. Yeah. So I, I honestly, you know, I, I definitely thought about acting my, my semester I did in California, but now that I think about it, like I realistically think the only reason why I wanted to come back and act the first time around was because I was like, I went to school for broadcast journalism. Uh-huh. I hated it. Uh-huh. And now I just spent $200,000 on a degree that I don't want to do. Yeah. What can I do that is quick and easy and it's going to make me a lot of money? And I was like, oh, I can be an actor. I was a series regular. I know so many people in Hollywood. This is going to be a breeze. I'm going to pick up my shit. I'm going to move. Someone's going to book me on a show. It'll be fine. And obviously, I don't need to tell you that that's not what happened at all because it was just like I moved out here and, you know, I had an acting since I was a kid. So all of these years passed, right? And I had no acting experience as an adult I had no money all my connections that I had either no longer worked in Hollywood or weren't returning my calls and then on top of it social media especially in California was like this thing now mm-hmm. where like we're in Boston like we used it in college but it wasn't yeah. like you know you post random your food or yeah. what some blurry photo yeah and it was just like whoa this is this time when like people started getting television shows and being cast because they had a big following yeah and I was very I mean, jaded. It's your resume. Yeah. 
I was very jaded and I was very cynical for a very long time. I definitely went through that bit of like LA got the best of me where I was just like, this is ridiculous. You know, you have these people on social media that aren't even actors, but because they have a big following, they're getting, but then I kind of embraced it and I understood it. And I was like, you know what? I get the social media thing. It is the only thing in this industry that you have control over Mm -hmm. and why not use it? And of course, as a casting director, if you have two people come into a room and one comes with a million fans, that's a million people they don't have to pay for. Why not? So I understood it. And that was when I really had to make the decision of like, okay, Christina, I got offered a lot of really good corporate jobs and I turned them down. And I was like, oh my God, I'm turning down money for no money and for just a bunch of like doors slammed in my face. Like, this is kind of crazy. And I think that's when I realized that I actually did genuinely want to act and I did love it because I was like, okay, if you're going to do this, you have to swallow your pride and start all over again. Yeah. And you're going to have to work some weird jobs you don't want to work. And that's what I did. And for years, I worked as a PA. I worked at the front desk of a gym. I worked as a hostess. I just did all of those jobs, got a bunch of no's, couldn't even get representation. It was just like every time I thought I was making a little bit of movement, it just I took 20 steps back. Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Uh-huh. I mean, I would have mental breakdowns every night of just why am I doing this? And then I booked ambitions and that. So how did that happen? I was self-taping a bunch and, you know, you self-tape and then you kind of forget about them. So um, what does that mean? So you put yourself, you know, before you'd actually always have to go into a studio to audition. Uh-huh. Now so much of it is done digitally where like I'll put myself on tape. Someone will read with me. I submit it. 
And then if they want me as a callback, they'll give me a callback. So where do you find, is it like there's a big website where you can find a bunch of these things? No. Well, you would need an agent. Oh. And that's the catch-22. You need to have a resume to get an agent, agent. but you can't get an agent until it, it, it just... So how do you get an agent? So... I ended up getting my agent through Nickelodeon. I was going in for Nickelodeon all the time because I had a really good relationship with them still. So I was going in to see them and to audition without an agent. Okay. And finally they were like, listen, and I was hip pocketed at a couple of really big agencies and it just wasn't for me. I didn't really like at the time, especially where I was in my career, I couldn't be at a big agency. It just wasn't going to work. And I just needed an agent that would also do the same for me and it would be a good pair. And I just like met with so many people and I just like didn't like a lot of agents and Uh it was a lot of like a lot of talk. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to ride this out of not having representation for as long as possible. And then the casting directors at Nickelodeon were like, we'll set you up with agents that we know and love. And they set me up with my first agent and manager. And that agent actually is the one that ended up booking me ambitions. So I had self-taped. At this point, I was self-taping. And I self-taped for an Ambitions. A month had gone by. Can you explain a little bit about what Ambitions is? Yes. So Ambitions is, it is a show on the Oprah Winfrey Network. It is, it's kind of like uh, Dallas or one of those old, like, classic soap operas. Is it kind of like Dynasty? Yes. It's set up exactly, it's or like, just like Dynasty. not Gossip Girl, but like kind yes. of the vibe. Yes. Which I love. And Gossip those. Girl is essentially a soap opera. It is. Yeah. So it's the same sort of thing. I always say like my character is like, I is very much like a Blair. It takes place in Atlanta and it's basically a bunch of people trying to make it to the top and like social climb and uh-huh. just the crazy things they do and there's like politics and sex and betrayal and um, just all the drama so I auditioned for it month had passed knew it wasn't nothing was gonna happen I had a trip I was supposed to go to Mexico I had a trip booked for Dia de los Muertos so this was in around Halloween uh-huh. and was this I, just last year this was last year oh my god crazy wild. so I got a call on a Thursday that I was put on a veil by my agent. So put on a veil means that everybody has watched all the auditions and it's usually down to like you and maybe like two or three other girls. Uh Uh-huh. And you're on a veil, meaning like you're on hold. Yes. Make sure you're available for these dates, but you haven't booked it yet. So it's like this weird limbo of like, you can't really leave town. You can't really do anything and you're kind of just waiting. So that was on a Thursday. I got put on a veil. But my agent was like, hey, don't get your hopes up. It's, an Atlanta show, they're probably going to want an Atlanta local hire just because when you hire someone in Atlanta, you don't have to pay for travel or per diem or any of that. So I was like, all right. So I didn't get my hopes up. That Friday, I never got a call. So I was like, okay, probably didn't have it. Following Tuesday, I was supposed to fly to Mexico. Monday rolls around Monday morning. I get a call from my agent that I booked it. And she's like, pack your bags. You're going to Atlanta on Wednesday. Shut up. And my bags were packed to go to Mexico. And I was just like, what? Like my everything had just changed like that. It was just, and I was like, how long am I shooting? And they were like, you have seven episodes guaranteed. And I'm like, am I living there? She was like, there's just a table read. You're going out there for 10 days. For the first episode, you're going to go out there, do your table read, shoot episode one, come back. And then they'll let you know when to come back up for episode two. And I was just like, were you so hyped? I was, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I cried. It was just like, 
It's so like, it's weird because it's like almost a lot of it is luck. A lot a of way. it is luck. It's being in the right place at the, at right, the time, right time. And it just, that was for me. Because you may be a great actor, but like you just may not fit the role. Yeah. And that's been so many times of like, I mean, my agent even calls me now and I'm like, I tell her all the time. I'm like, unless I book it, don't tell me. Like she'll call me and be like, you're in first position for like, you know, some big TV show. Like yeah. they want you as the lead's best friend. And I'm like, you should call me and tell me this information. And I'm like, ah, don't tell me. And then she'll be like, ah, they went with somebody else. They want somebody a little younger or they want somebody that doesn't you, your acting style is too similar to the main girl. And they don't want you guys to be very similar. Oh like it's gosh. always stuff like that where it's just like, like you out of my control, it. totally like, out of yeah. my control. Yeah. I think that is the part of Hollywood that makes people go crazy. It's oh, just I like, it. you know, you're taught your whole life, like growing up as a kid, as long as you're a good person, work hard, hustle, like y- you will be successful. Yeah. And then you realize as an adult, like you can be a really good person. You can work really hard. That doesn't mean you're going to be successful. Yeah. And that's what I've had to realize with acting is like, I can be a good actor. I can work on my craft. I can be professional, but that doesn't mean I'm going to book. Yeah. And that's a hard pill to swallow. But yeah, I mean, my life just kind of flipped upside down with ambitions. And so what, how did you live there? Did you live there? So I did, I was pretty much a week on a week off for about six months. So did they pay for your flights and travel and everything? And do you stay in a hotel? Yep. So I stayed in like, kind of like, you know, hotels have those like apartment styles. And so I was staying in one of those. So I would basically fly A week on, a week off between L.A. and Atlanta. And then if I had a little bit of a break, instead of going all the way back to L.A., I'd fly to Boston to see my family because it's only a two-hour flight because it's on the East Coast. So, and then, you know, as soon as I got there, I'd wake up the next day. We'd work 16-hour days, work a few of those, do a table read for the next episode, fly back to L.A. I love traveling. I love being in hotels and going to set. But it's definitely, like, you know, people always see, like, the glamorous side of acting. But I will say I had a lot going on at that time. You know, we went through a lot of family deaths. I was going through a breakup. I was going through a move. A lot of stuff that I wasn't showing people. And that was hard doing a week on, a week off and living out of hotel rooms and being alone a lot. And then yeah. like getting on a set That's at three the in the thing. morning and eating, you know, hotel food. It's just. So you were traveling all the time. Yep. For how long? A little over five months, I think was what it was okay what was like something that really you learned a lot from the experience of like being on set with ambitions I was so surprised at how nervous I was and now the more I talk to actors because I I mean there were so many veterans there's so many veterans on the show like you know Robin Givens Essen Atkins like Brian White there's so many veterans who have been in this industry for so long and there was so much to learn and I think one the biggest thing is in any industry, the second you feel like you know enough to get by or like you don't need to learn anymore, that's when you've failed. There is like so even just like some days I would just be on set when I wasn't shooting and just like watch them. And I'm like, whoa, like, oh, I love how he took a beat there. Like that. That's super interesting. Yeah. Or I would just like like honestly just learn as much as I could. Yeah. But I was shocked at how nervous I was because I'm like a pretty outgoing person. Yeah, I was I was on set as a kid. I auditioned all the time. I'm sexually fluid on the show. So I have a girlfriend on the show. And yeah, uh, wait, tell me about your character. So my character is Lori. She's very much I always say that she's like a modern day femme fatale. She uses her sex as a weapon. She's very 
very intelligent and very calculated, but there is some mystery to her where we're still trying to figure out if she's a bad guy or not. But you can tell she's very guarded. She's used to getting her way. She's daddy's little girl, but she's also very smart. So she's like the newer generation of like wants to run her parents' company one day. She's from the South. That was another thing I had to learn about like the guy who played my dad. Brian Bosworth, yeah. he was a football player, but he would just teach me some of the etiquette of like being a Southern girl because there yeah. was like certain things that I would have to learn with my character. And even though I was very sassy at the end of the day, I'm very respectful to my parents. But we shot. So the first episode, there is a scene where I lick the lips of my girlfriend. We're in a we're in a bathroom. We're at a gala and she's there. And I this is the first scene you shot This is the first scene that was shot of the entire show. We shot it. We had a 3 a.m. call time. Shut up. Yeah. So I was like freaking out. And you are straight. <laughs> and I am straight. So I was like, I had met Kayla, who plays my girlfriend. Who I've met. Yes, you've met. She's, um, awesome. she's amazing. Met her at the table read. And then like we shot two days later and we had a 3 a.m. call time. And I was like, oh my God, this, I have to like, it's this. And Lord, the character I play, like you can't show any nerves with her because she is like, she's a badass bitch. Like yeah. she shows up. Takes I've over. seen that scene. Yeah. So she's like, it. you no nerves work. So you have she to get rid of all of them. She is very like Fallon from Dynasty. Yes. Or like yes. Blair. Like yes. very that vibe. And that's what she gets compared. Like, on, yeah. you know, on Twitter, I get a lot of that too, which is cool. But I was just so nervous. And we had a 3 a.m. call time and we got there. And Why like, 3 a.m.? Because by the time you go through hair and makeup, it was shot at a hotel. We ended up getting to set at like 5.30. They rented the hotel space really early. Oh, okay, and you get a lot it. of, I mean, the, with acting, like I've had 2 a.m. call times. Yeah. I've had 11 p.m call times like it's just you know and like people from Lionsgate were there Oprah's people were there Will Packer was there and I'm like I haven't acted since I was a kid professionally on a set and now I'm playing a lesbian and I'm like licking this girl's lips that I just met like 48 hours ago it was so intimidating and I think that was something that I learned too was like you're always gonna get kind of nervous even like and I talked to even some of the seasoned pros and they're like yeah we still get nervous about stuff and I think it's a very like humbling and it brings everybody together and it keeps you grounded because everybody always assumes that like just because you're more successful that like you have it all together but like you know so that was like a big thing that I learned is kissing a girl on the lips for the scene Yes. Is that something you rehearse or was it just like, all right, we're shooting, go for it? Yeah. Like, so it's called like you'll block a scene. Like yeah. for an example, like there's one scene that we had a block very specifically. I was at my loft and her, Car- she plays Carly on the show. So Carly shows up at Lori's door and she's like, does this whole speech and she's like I might be into women but I'm not into you and I'm like okay keep telling yourself that and then I just grab her and make out with her and we end up kind of like we're making out but we're kind of like rolling around up against a bar got it and there's a bunch of candles lit behind us so that for camera angles that's something that had to be blocked very specifically got it sometimes in some scenes like I did a threesome where it wasn't really it was like they would give us the like okay we want to capture this and this but like go with it in the moment and we'll kind of follow you. Got so it, it kind of just depends. It depends on the director. Yeah. Depends on the scene. But as far as like making out, you'll run it a couple of times. Yeah. And um, blocking for those of you that don't know, it's like yeah. the director will tell the actor exactly where they want them to go at a certain time. And you, and it's like doing a, it's like, it's like salsa dancing. Like, you know, you have to, because you have to be very aware of camera angles because sometimes like depending on the lens, if you're just a half a smidge off your mark, you're out of focus. Yeah. So it's like, you have to, you're memorizing all these lines you're basically memorizing choreography and trying to like 
keep in mind of where all the cameras are. It so is like you're, a giant dance. It's like a giant dance, yeah. So when was this first time you kissed? The first time we kissed was, I believe, well, I licked her lips in the first yeah, episode. So that was her- 101. And then the first time we kissed, I believe, was the third episode. Okay, but the one where you lick her lips, yeah. where, like, was that not so strange? You know what? Like, the second I, I was so nervous, and then the second I just committed to it, and I'm like, this is the character, I'm going to kind of own it. It was so easy. And really? it, it also worked out that, like, me, I mean, you see that me and Kayla are friends. Yeah. So, like, we could talk about this stuff, and it was actually probably less intimidating that it was a girl and not a guy, because, like, we could go hang out and, like, talk about it later. Yeah. It, that made it a little bit easier. It's like, I always try to figure out, because people ask me all the time, because I'm straight. Yeah. Is it acting wise? Is it easier or harder to have like passionate yeah. scenes with a woman? And I think that it's it's both. As far as looking like you're like aroused or really enjoying it, uh-huh. there's more acting that's involved, right? Yeah. Because like I love Kayla, I think she's a babe, but yeah. like I'm not attracted to her in a sexual way. Yeah. So there's more acting that has to take place. But as far as the nerves, because I'm not sexually attracted to her, there's not there's not any nerves. Got it. If you're doing a scene with like maybe a really attractive guy that you happen to be really attracted to, it might look amazing on camera. Like there might be chemistry because yeah. you're attracted, but that also makes it maybe a little bit awkward in awkward life. in real life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So interesting. Yeah. The one thing that has kept me sane throughout the 75 hard challenge and more importantly has kept me hydrated the most is liquid IV. Y'all, when I tell you, I literally crave liquid IV. Like the lemon lime flavor lives rent-free in my head. First of all, it just always quenches my thirst, but it is perfectly sour and has that tangy taste to it. And it's just so good. Like a nice cold, crisp glass of liquid IV. Oh my gosh. Sounds so good. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness all in a single sugar-free stick. So I actually just taste tested all of the flavors for you guys, the pear, the white peach, the green grape, and the lemon lime. And I have to tell you, I still think lemon lime is my favorite. (laughs) But my second favorite is green grape. And then my third favorite, believe it or not, is pear. I'm actually shocked by how much I like pear. And then in fourth place for me was the white peach. My favorite thing about Liquid IV is how convenient it is, especially because I am always on the go. I am booked and busy, and I'm sure you guys are too. So being able to pack it so easily in a purse or a carry-on or whatever the case is, like my work bag, I always have a Liquid IV in there because throughout my day, I get so thirsty and nothing truly satisfies my thirst craving other than a Liquid IV. Like it is so good. I literally want to make one right now. And listen, drinking water is great. Like I've been drinking so much water while doing the 75 hard challenge, but one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you way better than water alone. And I love it because I feel like it actually revives me. And the best part about it is that there's no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar. However you hydrate, grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TK at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TK at liquidiv.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling 
wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Okay, okay. And then tell me about the threesome. Was that with all girls? That was with a girl and a guy. A girl and a guy. Yeah. Okay, what the heck do you wear during those? So it is own. So, you know, every show is different. So I had mo- I had modesty. Like, if I'm doing it for Showtime or HBO, you know. You would be naked. You'd be probably naked. Yeah. Or they they literally put, like, one of those patches over you. Yeah. And it's just, like, covers that area. Yeah. But I was very lucky. I was under a sheet the whole time. Okay. So I was able, they were like, whatever you want to wear under your sheet, you can wear. Some people, there are people that prefer to be naked because they're just like, I can get more into character if I know that I'm naked and I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. But I was under a sheet, so I just had a strapless bra and biker shorts. Yeah. But even if I wasn't under a sheet, they don't show any. Like, Got it. They're Got not going to show anything on own, so you can get away with yeah. wearing stuff. I'm always so interested by that. And then yeah. were you dating someone at the time? I was, yes. Did that bother him at all? Like, what are your thoughts on dating someone and then, like, making out with someone on camera Well, that's time for work? That's, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, that's the conversation I've gotten into with my boyfriend now because he's not an actor. And a lot of people ask me, like, I get that question a lot. Like, as an actor, is it easier to date actors or not date actors? Yeah. So me personally, I usually just prefer not to date actors. They're just usually not my type because we're 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 a weird breed of people it's also just nice to have that one person that's like a little bit more grounded and 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 your anchor a little bit because when you have two artists and people freaking make it work and i'm like i i have no doubt that it can be done but Uh for me personally but i will say in my past it's easier to date actors in the sense that they under they get it yeah so they understand like if you're an actor and you've done a makeout scene or you've done a sex scene, you understand that like even if somebody is like super hot, it's not like that when you're shooting. Yeah. It's like you have all these people watching you. I know you. it's so weird. It's, it's awkward. I've like been on set with during like sex scenes and stuff, and it's so strange. It's so uncomfortable. It's, like, it's not this. It's not sexy. You're not aroused <laughs> at. It's the least sexy thing. So, but but I, still, you're still making for out sure. all over the person. And I can understand which is so why somebody that wasn't an actor who's never done it wouldn't understand that. But that's the easier thing about dating someone that's an actor. The difficult thing is that when you date another actor, there's always somebody that's doing a little bit better, right? And you're always playing this limbo of like somebody books something and like somebody's not and like that you have to make sure you're with the right person that's confident enough in that my ex was an actor he and we I mean we had some issues up prior to all of this so everything kind of came to a head but as far as that scene he wasn't the most pleased about it but he also understood and it was more of more so of just like I'm not gonna watch it which I 
would just, I would get, I wouldn't watch it. And it was more so like when I got the script, it was just something that I communicated to him before I actually shot it. So he had time to like process it. And I tried to, if he had any questions or like, I'm, I, I'm, I overly, I communicate a bunch. So yeah. I'm just like, I will help you out and whatever. It's bothering you. Yeah. It's yeah. bothering you. What <laughs> I like actually can't imagine being the significant other to one of the people I can't either. in 50 shades. Oh my God. I can't either. I actually, I like, I think that's iconic. <laughs> yeah, I... Just because it's such a huge, like, feature. And you spend so much time together, oh, of course. I mean, like, literally the whole year. Yeah. And the, every scene is that. I know. And you wonder, like, I have never, I've never done any of that. Yeah. But there's always a part of me that wonders, like, you know, you hear of, you do hear of actors that, like, are married and... Yeah end up shooting something and then something, you know, sparks fall in love. So there's so many divorces and breakups and cheating in Hollywood. And it's like the psychology of actors is so fascinating to me because yes, I can say all day, like you're not attracted to somebody, right? Like I can say that all day, but at the end of the day, we're human. If I'm on location in Spain and I'm shooting a movie for a year you wonder, like, what happens? What happens to, like, the human body if you're with somebody all the time and you're kissing them and you're doing sex scenes and, like, you're connecting on a deeper level? Like, what happens? Even just being around someone, like, every day. Yeah. It's just, like, you become more comfortable with them. You right. learn more about them. You love things about them. You right. Know? And, like, you know, especially if your significant other isn't there all the time, it's like, this exactly. person is making memories with you and your significant other is not. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that's it takes a very strong willed person and couple to be able to do it. Completely. It's crazy. You have to you have to be missing like have some screws loose to be an actor. You have to really? it's like what we do. It's just it doesn't make sense. Well, thank you for sharing that. It's so interesting. Um, thank you. I love traditional you. space because I'm all in the digital. <laughs> yeah, but you get it. You're surrounded by all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I worked, did you know that I used to work for? I didn't. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I worked for CBS for a while. Okay. And I worked for The Bold and the Beautiful. Oh, cool. Like, oh, so. right. So you got the total uh, soap yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, so let's talk about the polls. Do you ever vote in my polls? I do all the time. I yeah. love your polls. Okay, good. I wish there was a third option sometimes. I know. But I also love that there's two because it kind of forces you. But there's been a couple of times that I'll skip one because I'm like... I'm I'm right in the middle and I don't I and I don't know. I always think about like oh I wish I had the option to have a third option but I kind of love how I yeah. don't. Yeah, cuz it makes it cut and dry. It's like two extremes. Okay. Yeah. Skater surf. We're going to start with this one just because you are a surfer skater girl. Surf, but it's hard because you can go out to surf and be in the ocean for 4 hours and not catch anything, right? It's yeah. like mother's nature just doing. But yeah. like if I want to skate, I can skate as much as I want. Got it. But when it is good and I can surf, surf. I love the ocean. I'm an ocean baby forever. Okay. I would say surf. I've only surfed once. Okay, we're going out. When I your brother to. comes, we'll go. No, I really want to. Let's go. I'm down. I'm so down. I've never surfed here though. It was in Puerto Rico, I think. Okay. So it wasn't like I feel like here's way different. It's a little intense, but there's some good spots we can go. I got you. We'll do it. Okay. Yeah. Fifty eight percent said surf. Fifty eight percent. First of all, I want to meet these fifty eight percent and are they women? Because I need more surf. If you are listening and you are a surf gal in LA, DM me. I need more surfer chicks. Yeah. Please. You're always with the guys. I'm always with the guys. I need some gals, man. (laughs) Okay. If you're in a relationship, is it okay to follow slash like IG baddies photos and stuff? Uh, I mean, I've had such an issue with this over my years of dating in LA. I, I don't think it's right. I, I mean, there are some accounts, like, there are some people that 
I get like you're following, but there are some that are just like, there was some video I saw on Facebook back when I had Facebook and it was a guy and he was walking around with his girlfriend and he would go up to random hot chicks and say, I like you. I like you. And like tap them on the shoulder and be like, I like you. And they were, and said basically the moral of it, like was like, you wouldn't do this in real life. So why would you do it on social media? And I think we're in this weird place. That's so weird. Because we're in this place where people are like, Oh, it's just social media. Why are you taking it personally? And it's like, No, this is the world we live in. Social media is more real life than real life is real life. So it's like, I think too, it's like, fine. On your own time, if you want to look at stuff, go look at stuff. But I don't want to like see some girl's half naked photo and then see your name liked it. Why did you have to like it? It's just to me, it's like. So do you think they should like your current boyfriend or whatever, like should be allowed to follow IG baddies? I mean, he, I mean, he works at. Yeah, he follows people in the industry for he his job. For talent, yeah. And there are people that are like just hot ass babes, but it's like that's fine. But when they're like the pages that are like naked chicks yeah. or like thirst traps, yeah, you you don't even need you to be know. following that. Yeah. It's just it's for me. It's like okay, so you don't think it's? Okay. I don't think so. I actually don't think it's okay either. I don't follow like thirst trap IG boys. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> like. And I'm not liking any of their stuff. I follow way more girls than I follow guys. Mm. So I just think that's weird. But yeah, 66% said yes, it's okay. And that's the thing. I always feel like I'm disagreeing with people. But I don't know. Maybe for me, like I used to think the opposite. It would be okay. Mm. Right? But like that was when I like had just moved here and I lived in Indiana and like I had no personal connection to any of these IG right, bodies. Right, It's almost like they're like out of sight, out of mind. Page. For you know sure, I, mean? I always so say I that. Like, yeah. But now that I'm like, you see them like at the coffee shop yes, or like we I'm go so, to parties I'm with them. I'm around people all the yeah. time. It's like more personal. It right. Because like. now it's like one of those people could be like a friend or like somebody I yes. know. It's just weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I always think it's going to be an obvious one, and it's not. If you were in a long-term relationship, do you throw away everything you have about that person once you break up? For example, letters, notes, photos, etc. Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of the situation that I'm in right now. I went through You a, have it. Yeah, I haven't. I, uh, I have a new boyfriend, and my ex and I, we dated for four years, and uh, it didn't end very well. And I have a box in the garage that I just like when I was moving out I didn't want to have to go through stuff and like throw stuff out so like I just put his initial on a box and everything Polaroids love letters dried flowers gifts everything just went in there it's a ginormous box and now it's sitting in there and and I'm just like maybe it's out of sight out of mind but there's a part of me that's like I don't need it I'm never gonna open that box again but I also have like this weird sentimental thing where I'm like that's a piece of my life do I just throw that whole thing away I don't I don't know what do the people say? The people said, 66% said no. Don't throw it away? Yeah. Interesting. Which makes me feel better because I haven't thrown away things. But how, did your relationship end on bad terms? No. That's... Because, like, my high school boyfriend, we ended on great terms. Like, yeah. he, we dated first uh, long. Like, he's yeah. a sweetheart. I We ended great. But, yeah. I mean, as great as one could end. But I still have his stuff yeah. in my house in Boston. And it's not, like, because I'm ever going to open it. Yeah. But it's just, like, it feels weird throwing it out. Because it, it was does. a big chunk of my life. 
It's weird. Thro- it's not like I like look. I'm at never it gonna open it. Yeah, I never touch it. But also, like we're, women, like tend to like hoard things, and we're like emotional creatures. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like it's bad karma if I throw it away. I know. I'm like, what if I need it one day? Yeah. Or just like, I feel like if yeah, I don't know. If I throw it away, like that whole period of my life will be wiped from my memory or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's stupid. It's weird. Yeah. I did ship a bunch of stuff back, like in a box that I didn't want, but like I did keep some yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And that's that's but, very yeah, interesting. Majority I feel a little I feel a little bit better about said that. No. Though. Yeah. That uh, makes me feel good too. Yeah. Okay. If you're in the entertainment industry, do you think posting photos with your significant other can help or hurt your career? Oh God, I struggle with this for so long. Why? Because it's a girl thing, right? Like girls do better when they're single or when they're perceived to be single. Why? Most of Hollywood is run by men. Oh. So that's so, just... Do you think that's, like, in general, like, for everyone? Or do you think that's for actors? I, I don't know. Like, I know musicians. Like, I talk to Madison sometimes. And I do know that, like, music, it's worse in the sense that, like... Because I have a couple of mus- musician friends. Okay. Girls who are like, yeah, our management has told us not to post our boyfriends on our page. Because Shut up. musicians are the ones that, like, think... Because they're, like, the heartthrob, right? Like... Think about Sean Mendes for a second. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the second he was in a relationship, it's like all these 16-year-old girls, like, oh, my God. We, the Like, even though they never had a shot, these yeah. random 16-year-old girls, there's always that feeling of, like, oh, we might have a, sh- a chance. Yeah. And then when he ends up in a relationship, it's like, oh, this is, like, kind of our sex symbol, and now he's taken. Yeah. It kind of changes his brand a little bit. So I know it's more so for musicians, but actors the same way, too. Like, I've met a lot of producers or whatever in person or via Instagram and and, and we connect and I always wonder and it might just be my own insecurity just cause like I've met a lot of sleazy people yeah but there was always a part of me that's like I feel like it if I just keep that part of my life private that it can't hurt me at all whereas if I bring it in there's a, a small percent that it could hurt me and I'm in no position to hurt my career cause it's not yeah. you know blown up yet so I have a hot take and I beg to differ okay I actually think in my career path, which is like the digital side of things, right. the YouTube, the influence, whatever, you know, all these new trendy words, right? Right. I think that it can actually help people in my case because we want to see, like everyone wants to see, if I had a boyfriend right now, people would like live for yeah. the content. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? no, and I and I get that because people are nosy. People like people love love. Yeah, like do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they love to see a family, or they love to see like love or a relationship. Right. So like, it's weird in that sense. I yeah, know. I know that's really interesting because I think it's just the difference is the general public that follows you on Instagram, and then people in the industry. Yeah, people in the industry. That's when it would have an effect. But like the general public, of course. Like I always say to Shane, I'm like. Honestly, if all doesn't work out with acting, let's just become a famous Instagram couple yeah. and like surf the world and like get some free trips. Yeah. Because people do it all the time. People's life become less juicy when they get into relationships. It's just, you know. Yeah. That's really interesting, though. I always forget, like, yeah, with social media, of course it helps. Like, like if, if, for instance, I would be so curious, especially me, because I feel like I'm in the middle because, like, it's probably fun to hear me complain or, like, talk about 307. Right, 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 right. But also, I'm sure people would be so interested if I had a person that I was showing all the time. Of course. Because they would be like, oh, my God, like, what is, what is like, the 307 she's dating? Right, like, right. You've talked about it for so long. Yeah. Now, what is he like? Like, yeah. So like, it's and weird. people are nosy. Like people, people are so, at the end of the day, people want to know all about your life. Yeah. Isn't that so? Weird? Like, oh my god, crazy. When I posted Shane, Shane's private on Instagram, yeah. and I've told him like, 
please stay private. Also, just because like now, like I, you know, this this relationship is very special to me and I want to keep it. I only want to expose what I want to expose and everything else I want to keep kind of private. And I'm I'm public and everybody can see my stuff. And it's nice that he's private. The first time I ever posted him on my story and I tagged his name so small so nobody would see it, it still had like 350 clicks on his name. The only way I would show someone is like a significant other is if I was like so serious with them and like how I would show them is I would literally make it a game for people to figure out stuff. Yeah, that would be fun. Like, I would, like, Taylor Swift them. Like, you know how like, yeah, when yeah, she yeah, releases yeah. a song, she, like, drops hints and clues right, and stuff? Right, right, Like, I would do that. Well, yeah. Because it would be fun. Yeah, and people would would, would take you so, up on that. Yeah. yeah, they would totally go but there. But, yeah, interesting. 68% said it can help showing your significant other. Wow. And those are probably a lot of people, I feel, that are just consumers of social yes. media that maybe have normal jobs, you yeah. know, because they're the ones that want to see that. Yeah. So, interesting. Okay, do you show everything you love on your Instagram? This 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 is where I get stressed. I know everybody has like their thing about social media that stresses them out and social media in general is stressful, but this is like what I struggle with the most. An old booking agent for all that ended up being the VP of talent at Instagram. And he was kind of like, would help me out for many years when I was out here. And I had a meeting with him one time and he like looked at my Instagram. This was like three years ago before I was really even on Instagram. But it was just like a bunch of random stuff. And he like went through it and he was like, okay, wait, hold on. This is too much. He's like, you need a niche. You need to be either the fitness girl, the comedy girl, the fashion girl. And I like, remember I went home and I thought, and I get it. Cause like all the accounts that I love. So brandable. Have I'm like, oh, I follow so-and-so for fitness. I follow a surfer. I follow the comedy pages. Like, they all have their thing. And I'm like, I get that. That is what gets more follows and and whatever. But I'm also not trying to be an Instagram person. I'm trying to be an actor that's using Instagram as a way to help. So I was like, I went home and I thought about this forever. And I'm like, all right, what's my brand? Like, it's comedy then. I'll do comedy. And then I was like, well, that's not what it is. And then I'm like, no, you know what? F it. I like comedy. I like being active. I like the outdoors. I like fashion. So now I try to show everything. But that stresses me out because I'm like, if I post like two photos at like a Revolve event, I'm like, all right, if someone met me right now, they're just going to think, oh, this is just like an influencer kind of girl. Like I also like skateboarding and surfing. Let me show that. But it's like, I never bring my camera out when I skate and surf. So I don't have any content of that. So it's like, and I, that is what stresses me out. When someone meets me, I want them to have a pretty good idea of who I am from Instagram. Yes, I agree. It's actually one of my biggest fears. I was just telling Christina this when we were like off the mic but it's one of my biggest fears to like meet someone for the first time and then be like whoa you are not what I expected yeah. but like I I feel like your Instagram completely portrays who you are well that makes me feel better because I stress out a bunch about it no I feel like you completely kill it like you're exactly the same on Instagram that makes me feel good but I always wonder that about me but, but you are too because it's very fun and colorful like even when we were at the Revolve event and you were taking photos and like you were doing your <laughs> pose and like it's super you like yeah. you I try to yeah. but like it's it's way much easier said than done it is you know like it's hard to like be at a Revolve event and not like pose like against a right, do you right. know what I mean like and in especially if you, when I start like there will be some times that I post something that's like I think my content is pretty PG but there are times that I post something that like I see that gets a lot of traction yeah and it's tempting to want to keep a reproducing yeah. that but I'm like oh I don't want my whole page just be me in a freaking bathing suit yeah. or like me being kind of extra yeah I gotta balance it out so yeah exactly what did they say 69% said no mm. 
Well, that makes sense. It's very rare that I meet somebody. Besides, honestly, besides our girlfriends. I our know. girlfriends are very much the same. But it's very rare. Like, there's been so many times that I've met, like, influencers where I'm like, oh, my God, like, you're really nice. And, yes. like, unfortunately, your page isn't... And there's also been times where I've followed influencers that seem super sweet. And then, like, they're just on their phone. The whole, yeah, 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 they're robots. Yeah. yeah. But my brother and all of his friends have a term for girls called bots. I mean, it makes sense. And it's exactly that. Like, yeah. Like, maybe they're facey, maybe they're not, but they have no... That's, and that's how, like, a lot of, like, Los Angeles... Oh, and that's is. why I was saying, like, I at that event we went to, like, I was getting a little bit... Oh, Oh, I know. A little bit See, dated. See, I feel like I went through that last year. Yeah. And now I'm so used to it. I'm like, ah. Oh, yeah. All the balls. Especially the with what you do. The bots are out. Like, you're you're, <laughs> out, you're out all the time and I'm you like, go to all these events yeah. and you see that. For me, it's just yeah. like. Oh, I no. I completely, like, resonated with yeah. it. And I got you. I, I looked at you and I was like. I was, doing, I was like, it? looking around. I'm like, oh, my God. This like, is so this much. This is what it is. Yeah. It's just, like, it's sad for me because it's like social media is supposed to be social like what you do with your polls like I love that like you're you make it interactive like yeah. that's what social media is about it's about like like I love like following girls I don't know and commenting on their stuff and like whatever like I've made friends off of yeah. Instagram and just like we go to those events and it's like we're going to these events everybody does pretty much the same thing you all influence right yeah. like we're all community yeah and there's open bar everybody's really pretty there's music and like no one's dancing no one's talking everyone's on their phone and I'm like what a waste of like especially in 2019 where we're like woman empowerment let's all go out there and be friends and then we go to these events and everybody's just like so concerned about them and I'm like that's not what social media is about it's actually weird because like I almost feel like brands should do I don't know whether it's like a game or like a thing that like literally makes everyone have to interact interact. yeah like interact with each other because I feel like I don't know it'd be awesome for the community yeah okay 79% said no do you show everything you love on Instagram 79% so no but it also makes sense too because like luckily we have so many people in the industry that like know how to create content like all of our friends that it's easy for us to capture that stuff I have friends back in Boston that like they work 9 to 5s no one owns a camera like yeah Yeah. I totally Um, get that one thing I don't show is like I guess I'm never with my family so it's like yeah yeah. that's yeah but when I'm with them I post them all the time yeah okay do you do things to just get a photo oh god I do well Unfortunately, I don't just do things to get a photo. I will be, it will be an added bonus for me. Um, I agree with that. It will be an added, I will never like, I'm so picky about like where I go and like events that I go to where like I might be on the fence and then I'm like, oh, it might be fun to go and get a photo and it'll be like an added bonus. But like I have girlfriends that say to me like, they want to come do a sport that I do and they actually genuinely want to do it and I find out that it's just for the picture and they never want to go again. No, no, no. See, I, Okay. Every time I take a photo, here's the thing. I love taking photos. Yeah, of course. We all do. It's like, that's one thing for me. But also, I've realized this year, especially, like, being full-time in the whole social media space, I've realized that, like, sometimes, even if you don't want to do something, like, for instance, take a photo for something, like, it's part of your job. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird when it's, like, your fun hobby thing is, like... You have to be like, no, get up off the yeah. couch and do this. Like, this is part of your job. Right. So, like, I have done things, but I feel like I agree with the whole statement of the doing something. Like, when I want to go to a trendy coffee shop, it's actually because I want to go. But, right. like, I would be very disappointed if I couldn't take a photo For because, sure. like, I want to capture that. Right, right, right. And like, I think, too, like, with, with Revolve and, like, us shooting, that now 
I actually like doing stuff like that because now it forces me to like do get ready yes. and like go somewhere. But like, it's always an added bonus. Even, I'm then, for instance, my friends had a friendsgiving, right? Uh-huh. And it was this most like elaborate thing where yep. like the whole counter was filled with like all these things and like Stella, yeah, oh yeah, had sent me all this stuff for my friendsgiving, whatever. And I was literally going crazy the whole day because my phone froze the entire day. And this is why I had to get the new uh, iPhone. And I just, I was so mad. Like, I wasn't enjoying it. I, I had a great time and, like, I did enjoy it. Right. But, like, part of me was, like, not all there and not happy because, like, I couldn't story and I couldn't right. take photos and I couldn't, like, like for Capture. me, that's so fun, like, right. capturing the stuff. Right. And, like, especially when you're doing something so elaborate, like, you, I, like... On, on Thanksgiving, like, all you see are food things, right, and, like, right, that's right. what you want to see, you right, know? Right, right, right. And, like, I was so sad not being able to participate in it. And yeah. so I was using other people's, like, phones to story. Plus, I had to post for, like, Stella and stuff. Right. But, like, it was so strange. Right, right, Like, how right. much I felt like I was missing out because I didn't have a working phone. Well, it's also, like, those things, especially for me, too, like, sometimes I, I can be very bad with my phone where I, like, won't capture anything. And then I'll be, like... I will force myself to capture it so I can be like, oh, this will be nice to have and watch one day. Or yes, like, like I agree, I agree. Yeah. Okay, 44% said yes, they do things just for a photo. That's a uh, lot. That's a lot of people. It's all women, too. There's not one guy. Tell me there's not one guy on there. Let me look. It's probably all women. It's got to be all women. I'm trying to think of something my brother would do. Oh, there's a few guys. They're not straight, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, no straight guy is going to be like, yeah, dude, let's go to the gym so we can get a swole pick. Actually, no, that's not true because I know a lot of dudes yeah. that do that. Maybe not. Okay, yeah, it's mostly girls. Well, that. a lot of Insta- uh, Instagram people are putting, like, influencers are putting, yeah. Hmm. But it's like, well, that it makes sense. It's their job, of course, you know? of course. Is it bad to have a big age gap in a relationship? You know, I, I, I've dated people older and younger. I always thought that I worked better with people a little bit older. I, it, part of me thinks age is just a number, but there is definitely, like, I think especially, like, your mid-20s, you go through such a big transition that if you date somebody too young, even if they're super mature, if they haven't gone through enough, there's definitely feels like something's missing. Mm-hmm. And I've been with people that are older that kind of have made me feel like I didn't go through enough yet. So oh, yeah, yeah. I think it just, it has to be a, the person and someone, you know, but... To some degree, I believe that age is just a number. I think it's very relative to the person. So, like, for instance, I have friends that I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you're 23. Right, right. You seem like you're 30. Right, right, right. Or the opposite. Vice versa, right. So I think it just depends on the person. But I think there is something awesome about being close in age. Yeah. Because, like, you're going through similar things. You can grow together. Right, right. Is it bad to have a big age gap in a relationship? 73% said no. Yeah. Well, it's also LA too. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's interesting is most of my followers are from the Midwest. Oh, interesting. Is chivalry dead? No. I can, I, I've, I'm here to tell you it is not. Thank God. It is not. It is not dead. I questioned it for a very long time and it is not dead. And Actually, I don't think it is either. I would beg to differ that it's dead in L.A. <laughs> yes, that, yes, 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 yes. But it is not dead. I think... You're here to confirm that it's not dead in L.A.? I, I, am, confir- I am here to confirm that it is not dead at all. Yeah, shout out Shane. <laughs> <laughs> 68% said no. So yeah, that's good. well, that's good. There's hope. Yeah. Actors don't do anything during the day uh, when they're shooting. True or false? Uh, false. Yeah, false. 89% said false. Okay, thank God. I feel like you don't even have to explain yourself now. Yeah, okay. 
Okay, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. No, they're always self-taping, always auditioning. And, like, we kind of always have to be just, like, ready at, at any do. moment's time. because be like available. I might get an audition within 30 minutes. I have to gr- drive across town. I might book something. I might have to, whatever it may be. But it's just, like, a lot of times people think, like, oh, you don't work a 9 to 5, so you must be, like, a veil all the time. And I'm like, ugh. Yeah, exactly. Acting is easy, true or false? False. 95% said false. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Isn't that awesome? That's great. I love that. I love my supportive peeps. Okay. Do you think actors are pretty much the same in real life as the characters they play? No, they're not. Stop harassing me at (laughs) Erwan. 93% said no. Okay, good. But I do get sometimes, I do kind of like, there have been times where I've seen people play like the bad guy so well that I'm like, I just don't like you as a person Even like, like the Joker. Yeah. How can you actually be like a normal person? Yeah. You know? Do you think the younger generation negatively affects your career? Yes. Because I am in the world of entertainment, specifically television and movies. And our younger generation have the attention span of something that doesn't have an attention span. They're not, I mean, they won't even want to sit down and watch a 30 minute sitcom anymore. It's all about really quick, you know, there was Vine and now Instagram and YouTube and TikTok. And it's just like the attention span keeps getting shorter and shorter. And because of that, you know, TV is going to struggle and and movies are going to struggle. So, yeah, I I worry about that. I'm going to have to end up being a TikTok star if acting doesn't work. Damn. (laughs) Okay, I actually don't think that it's the attention span that's the issue. What do you think it is? I think it's the no one has time to sit and watch TV. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think it's like the access to watching like something on YouTube is okay. so much easier for me than even like pulling up Netflix, Netflix on my to phone. watch. Like that right. seems so much more of a commitment. That makes sense. Do you know what I mean to me? Yeah. And also, I watch... I watch TV. I watch everything. I right, watch, right, right. I, I feel like I have to. Right. But every day, every day, I mean, like, that's, like, every when I'm available to watch something. Right, right. right. Every day I watch YouTube. Right? And what do you watch on so YouTube? So I'll watch, whether it's, like, a lifestyle vlogger that's just, like, getting ready for the day, I'll play it. Like, uh, every time I'm, like, getting ready for the day or I'm making breakfast or, I mean, literally, I constantly have something playing on my phone. Huh. Like, doing the dishes or cleaning. Mm -hmm. Like, I always have. Like, while I was getting ready today, I was watching YouTube videos. Hmm. But, like, it's in the background. Right, right. But I do also understand. I I get your your take on that, too, because it's, like, it's also a different time, too, where, like, before it was just, like, everybody kind of went to their 9 to 5. You came home, had dinner, and then everybody watched television together. And now, especially in L.A., especially our age... It's like people don't do that. People work random times and they're all over the place and they're traveling. And yeah, I get that. People don't have time to sit down and watch a show for sure. Yeah. 65% said no. Mm -hmm. It's weird. I think it can and can't. I think it, uh, for instance, like the entertainment industry, they're people's careers in the entertainment industry is based off of the younger generation. They're the biggest consumer. So it can either be great or not great. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, well, that was our last poll. Oh, my God. That was so fun. I want to keep playing. (laughs) (laughs) It is fun. I like that. Seeing what... I love being on the other side of these polls. I know. I loved being able to, like, when I literally had zero followers, I loved being able to see, like, what, like, my friends actually voted. Right, right. Where can everyone, like, follow you and, like, watch the show and all that? Pimp yourself out. Okay. Clout, clout, clout. I am on Instagram (laughs) at Christina Kirkman. I am newly on the Twitters. 
I believe I'm C. Kirkman 7. I tried to stay off the Twitter bandwagon for as long as oh my possible. God, Twitter, you would love Twitter. And then when we, the show aired, they were like, you gotta get Twitter, you gotta live tweet. So I do live tweet during the episode, so come by and say hi. And Ambitions, we have one last episode. It is coming up this Tuesday at 10, 9 Central. It's on the Oprah Winfrey Network. You can watch it on On Demand. I believe you can watch it on Amazon. Yeah, and that's it. That's on my cloud. Love that. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thanks, DK. We've been wanting to do this for a while. I know. I'm super excited. Okay, well, be sure to follow me on Instagram at TK's Juicy Polls because without following me, you cannot participate in the polls, which would be... Just such a bummer. So be sure to follow both of us. Slide into Christina's DMs. Guess her up. (laughs) And (laughs) be sure to make someone's day this week. Love you. Peace. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home. And then there's a version of it where you have someone help you. You watch them do it the right way. And you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. (laughs) I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.